The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. This episode is brought to you by TweakedAudio.com. Get headphones, earbuds, and accessories from TweakedAudio.com. Just enter the discount code CAFCOMICS. That's all one word at the checkout. You'll get 33% off your entire order, free worldwide shipping, and a limited lifetime warranty on everything you buy. That's TweakedAudio.com. And now... Time for Caffeinated Comics, a lively discussion and debate on comics, film, television, and collectibles, all fueled by the magic of Frappuccinos. And now, here's your hosts, John and Steven. Thank you, it's Caffeinated Comics. I'm your host, John Clark. With me, as always, is my co-host, Stephen Brown. Now, we have a tradition on this show. We make the coffee. Yes. Usually, I make a French press, uh, or I have an espresso machine, because my parents are not allowed to have caffeine anymore, so they gave me their espresso machine. That's good. But what we do is we make the coffee, we talk about like our weeks and what's going on, and then we start to segue into a natural geek topic, because that's all we really talk about together. Yeah. <laughs> um, that and how much we don't like our lives. Yeah. <laughs> the state of the world. Yeah. Uh, Everything's on fire. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, then we're, and then we're like, oh, oh, let's take that topic and let's record that. And this week is so goddamn huge yeah. that that we kept talking about the topic. I'm like, we don't have enough time to cover this. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't as important. Yes. Uh, um, but D23 is going on now. Yeah. So uh, it's essentially like uh, not a convention. It's like a press. It's a fan expo. Okay. So like it's for everyone that belongs to the official Disney fan club. It's been around for about ten years. Okay. Uh twenty three was actually the um the date I believe that Walt Disney started the company. Um wasn't the date he was born now, because he was making movies in the thirties. So twenty twenty three is named after Disney. Okay. It's not um but D twenty three has become kind of their own San Diego. Well, Disney's so f- big now they can have their yeah. own they can have their own comic-con yeah and they do and they do yeah so this weekend there's been a lot of news coming out and every time i turn around it's been like wait what what, what? yeah the news is uh m- more news than i think we got out of like san diego oh much more and i think they were saving most of it for this yeah because we only we only got li- little bits yeah, we got a lot, but it wasn't compared to the No, this the, the is deluge. like so much that uh that and people were saying up to the week they were like, oh, Disney hasn't announced that much. They're announcing everything." Yeah. It's ridiculous. We know um little things that we knew about for uh but we have more concrete examples for uh Black Panther 2 will be out May 2022. Yeah. So that's the next that's the That's furthest the out one. movie we are. We have a release date for. Yes, uh, which is actually kind of a long time in between uh, siestas. You know what I'm saying? Black well, Panther came out in 2018. 18. Yeah, and then usually there's only three or four years in between the movies. I feel like uh, Infinity War and Endgame kind of blew up everything because they were just yeah. like it's everyone's in them yeah because it wasn't so much like here's avengers three and four it's just like everybody's in this marvel movie so if it takes an extra year you've still seen black panther recently yes because that's always the big concern is that the characters will be out of the theaters too long for the general movie audiences to be like wait who's this guy again right and uh 
yeah, we find that I find we find that bizarre. But so there was a ton of Mar- I'm trying to figure out how, how to get started. There was a ton of Marvel. There was a ton of Star Wars. There was a ton of Pixar. There were uh, crazy things that they just created. Um, but what's interesting this time is there are the movies, which uh, we can talk about. Nothing too, too, too major there. But then the streaming got so much attention. They yeah. announced probably double the shows that they had initially announced. Yeah, I think that was kind of the big thing for me was seeing just how much weight they're putting behind this Disney app. Yeah, well, there's a new Mandalorian trailer that I... Looks fucking incredible. And I challenge you to tell me how you can tell it's a TV show and not a movie. Right. Because it's It looks like a movie. And the other thing, too, is like, uh, what the fuck is it about? You know? They don't need to tell us anything. It's It's about the Mandalorian. It's just a bunch of uh, cool shots from the show... And it's like, I couldn't tell you what this fucking show's about. And I've never been as excited for a TV show as I, I know, am for this. I know. And and I've been, you know, I've been lukewarm on Star Wars. I showed it to Ben and Ben and I were talking about Star Wars last week. And he's kind of gone back to not caring. And, yeah. And uh, he was so into Force Awakens. When we realized he only liked Force Awakens. So he saw everything. He was like, yeah, Force Awakens is really good. He's like, Rogue One was okay. Solo was okay. Last Jedi was all right. And I was like, oh, they had you and lost you. And oh, then I wow. said, do you want to see the Mandalorian trailer? And he and was he, like nine when Force Awakens yeah, came cause, out? Yeah, because what is that, three and a half years ago now? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I was like, do you want to see the trailer on YouTube? He's like, eh, I don't know. And then I put it on. He's like, that looks really good. Yeah. The only person that talks in it is Werner Herzog. Yeah, at the end. He's like, bounty hunting has got complications. <laughs> it was absolutely fantastic. Werner Herzog has become this like this weird icon in the last few years. The uh, you know, he's a German film director. He's been around forever. But um, Paul of Tompkins would do this Werner Herzog impression on yeah. podcasts all the time, and then Werner Herzog just started doing it. <laughs> and there's an ep- uh, I always think of the episode of Rick and Morty that Werner Herzog is in. There's an episode where um, uh, they ask Jerry to donate his penis because it's the same shape as oh, an organ yeah. for this guy, and Werner Herzog comes in as the alien doctor. He goes, he's like the Earth creatures. They are obsessed with their penises. They think they are so funny. It's funny when they are big. It's funny when they are small. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Werner Herzog burned that in my brain, and now he's in The Mandalorian. Carl fucking Weathers is in The Mandalorian. Yeah. It looks it looks really good. I like uh, uh, John Favreau a lot. I think it's like, uh, I don't realize how many of his movies I really like. Yeah, well, he di- but, well he directed uh, Jungle Book. Yeah, Jungle Book was really good. Iron Man one and two. It's like um, you forget because he's he's also maintained his prominence as an actor. And most guys, when they become successful directors, they don't come back. Right. You know? Yeah, I think the first time I remember him was he was Foggy Nelson in the Matt uh, oh, yeah. uh, Ben Affleck Daredevil. I remember Swingers. It was the first time I saw him or Vince Vaughn. Yeah, because everybody was saying uh, that like he was going to be the next Tarantino because it was the late nineties and they right. were buying indie, independent yeah. films at an alarming rate. And it's a pretty good movie. I wouldn't say run back and see it, Yeah, but they're, they're both good enough in it where you go. Yeah. I see why they each had really strong careers. Right. He was also, he did a Seinfeld. Just he, an episode, one episode. Yeah. He played a party clown 
<laughs> oh, he acted in it. I thought yes, he, he acted he in an episode. An episode. He, he was like a party clown that George was like, what, you never heard of Bozo? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, dude, I'm just working a job here. Yeah. And he just like hates George. He did a couple of episodes of Friends. He was like just bouncing around the 90s acting. Yeah. That's true. You forget. He directed Elf. Yeah, I think that was his big one. Yeah, that was his second one. Like he did that space break. version of Jumanji, Zathura. That was his first movie. Oh, I didn't see that. I didn't see it either because I wasn't 12 in 2004. Yeah, I, was, I was 12 around then. No, I was in high school in 2004. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were both... I graduated high school in 2004. That's probably why I didn't see it. <laughs> yeah, I got married in 2004. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I want to run down this fucking list. Let's just... Let's run down the list. Yeah, they showed the Eternals. They showed the cast of Eternals. The um... Well, they, didn't sh- they don't have any footage yet. No, they brought the cast out and right. showed uh, costume concepts. Um... Nothing major. I thought maybe Ryan Johnson would come out and talk about his trilogy or or the Game of Thrones guys would talk about their trilogy. Haven't seen that yet, but the if you weren't thinking about getting Disney Plus, you need to just you Stephen oh, Brown. Oh no, yeah, I'm getting who it. Who has I'm, no money? <laughs> I've uh, You need to take $70 yeah, <laughs> and get a, a little year way. of Disney Plus because <sighs> That's what really excited me. The, um, they also they announced uh, there's going to be like an Avengers Academy at Disney World. They announced like stuff yeah. about there's going to be a Frozen ride. They announced stuff all across Disney. Right. This is Yeah, we're just focusing on kind of like our stuff, the stuff that we really are hyper-focused on. But just focusing on what's on screens is enough. Yeah. So I'm still uh, – they announced what like the hotel is going to be like at um, – galaxy's edge oh well what is it did they say oh it's called the galactic star cruiser oh okay cool. yeah i i, I want to stay there that, yeah, that's gonna be 10 gonna grand like ship. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh i want to wait until it's completely ready i want to go to the millennium falcon and live in a rebel cruiser yeah. just just for a weekend yeah Can, as long as it's possible but the amount of shows on star wars um star wars let's talk about the big the big big news we spent an hour last week talking about this Obi-Wan show that it might happen. Yeah, and now it's confirmed. Now Ewan McGregor came out with Kathleen Kennedy and said, yes, this is happening. Yeah. Um, I think we can say hooray. Yeah, that's pretty awesome too. But you can listen to last week's episode. Yeah, we covered it pretty extensively. That's how big this week was. One announcement we spent an hour on last week. Yeah, now there's there's an embarrassment of um, announcements. So let's just move to Marvel. Okay. Happily. So, oh, so on the Disney Plus streaming app, three shows. Three more shows in addition to the four shows they already announced at San Diego. Yeah, well, let's let's kind of make sure there's four because it is Captain America. Captain, no, there's no Captain in that. Winter Soldier and Falcon. They're yeah. both Captain America. Winter Soldier and Falcon. WandaVision, which they says is going to be like sitcom And Kat Dennings and Randall Park are coming back for it. Um, Captain WandaVision? Yeah. WandaVision is going to be really light. WandaVision is. WandaVision. WandaVision is supposed to lead into Marvel's first horror film, Doctor Strange 2. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm telling, they said it's going to be sitcom-y. So. Okay. It might be a massive change of direction. It's like Thor Ragnarok going into Infinity War. Okay. So. Um, There's the What If show. The What If animated show. There's the Loki show. There's the Loki show. There is... Oh, and Hawkeye. Yep, so Hawkeye that's, they that's announced. five? Yeah. Yeah, five yeah. shows. Yes. So now they're adding... They're adding She-Hulk. Which is amazing. Yes. 
Uh, uh, no cast announcements, yeah, no episode orders, no showrunners, but she, you know it's going to be a courtroom. It's going to be a courtroom sitcom. That's my guess. They're going to yeah. do the slot run. I hope so. Uh, I I would like to see, you know, um, her, these characters should kind of go everywhere. Put her on the fucking Avengers. Put her in Fantastic Four 3. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like... Uh, you really introduce kinda... She-Hulk now. You're, they're wondering how to introduce Fantastic Four. You could kind of use She-Hulk. We were saying before how you could use Black Panther because Black right. Panther originally appeared in Fantastic Four. Uh, you could use Black Panther too. You could also use She-Hulk. Right. Uh, Miss Marvel got announced, which had been in rumor for a long time. Yeah, and I'm wondering um, if it will have a connection to Captain Marvel for just yeah, being so. Like, will Brie Larson appear in it? That I, yeah, I don't know. Because Captain Regardless, Marvel used I'm, to be. I'm glad Marvel. that it's finally coming. And then the other project that they've been rumoring for a very long time um, is Moon Knight. Yeah, and that puzzles me. Um, I think it's I think it's really cool that we're doing it, but I I don't understand the decision to make Moon Knight a show and Shang Chi a movie. I I feel like oh I know it would have made more sense to flip that. Yeah, I agree. Except for uh, Marvel gets a lot of crap for not being more diverse, mm. so I think they're looking for a big Asian superhero. Moon Knight's a white guy, and Moon Knight's a white guy. So is his costume. Yeah, <laughs> and I think Moon Knight, like Daredevil, kind of plays better as like a serialized TV show. Um, and I think a lot of the push for Moon Knight to be a show, I assume it's going to be a, a you know more edgy, darker, darker show. Uh, is because uh, they can't do Daredevil yet, you know. So Moon Knight's like your yeah, next but, best Batman like yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah, but it's so, it's so atmospheric that I figured you'd want to spend the time and the budget to really oh, create a look. But yeah, but I think and these, not run not something that ran for ten hours. But then again, I think these will have the budgets of movies yeah. though. I mean, looking the Mandalorian at, looks like a movie. Yeah, and it's a TV Mandalorian show. looks like a bigger budget than Rogue One did. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of. If you haven't seen that trailer, uh, you should we'll post definitely it on the Facebook go page, see it because yes. it's remarkable. <laughs> uh, the other trailer, just to do a side bet, because I want to see your face. Yeah, is they just gave Jeff Goldblum a show to be Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like um, I think what happened is is that the the people who make decisions on content that the rest of us get have uh, just kind of like been poking around the internet. And we're like, oh, Jeff Goldblum's a national treasure that everyone likes. And he has odd, strange comments on every subject under the sun. Let's just give him a show where he just talks about whatever he wants to talk about. If the show is just cameras following Jeff Goldblum around all day, that's all anyone needs. I think needs. that is. And after Thor Ragnarok, they're like, oh, we hired him. We yeah. can work with him. Yeah, he's easy to work with. Yeah, the, the trailer. I didn't see the trailer. Oh, my God. I posted it on the Facebook page. It starts with the most Jeff Goldblum thing here. He's like, um, um, he's like, the, the show is called The World of Jeff Goldblum. And uh, it's, it's, it's a strange kind of show. It's like an out of the box kind of show. So um, taste it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, taste the show. Yeah, taste it. I know what we're with getting. With your eyes. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm yeah, showing it, it to you before you leave uh, the studio. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just people teach Jeff Goldblum about stuff. Yeah, which I would want to watch that forever. He, like, he's in an ice cream truck. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, perfect. Yeah. You could put that man anywhere, and I'd be like, yeah, more that's of this. That's what it is. He's like kayaking. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's, it's launching the day. November 12th, by the mm. way, is the day Disney Plus launches. Right. And it's... Um, It'll crash. The Mandalorian will be on there. The uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh, right um, from the get go, it's on there. Opening day. Yeah. The 
Marvel shows in order, they showed a timeline. So it's going to be like Netflix where they're going to put out a show. A couple months later, they'll put out a different show. We're not going to get four shows at once. Right. But opening day is Mandalorian, Falcon Winter Soldier, and Jeff fucking Goldblum. Yeah. <laughs> they're not even, they're not oh, waiting a week amazing. for Jeff Goldblum on. Um, and that, uh, Fal- yeah, they said Falcon and Winter Soldier will have U.S. agent. Yes, which I actually really like. That's great because that's basically going to be like America being like, we need an American Captain America. We need a white Captain America. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and um, Baron Zemo is going to be the bad guy in it. Yeah, and Sharon Carter's coming back. Oh, see, that's, yeah. Which they is, basically just took the supporting cast of yes. Captain America and said, run with it, as if we're still, this is basically what Captain America 4 would have been. Right. Well, but a they, show, which I'm fine with. Because they built up Emily Van Camp through Winter Soldier and Civil War, but then they never really did anything with her. Yeah, I I, they pa- ran out of time. Yeah, and partially Haley Atwell was just so strong that they were like, uh, we'll keep going back in time to Haley Atwell. Yeah. Because I think the, the plan was Haley Atwell would be in the first one. And, and that was Ellen, it. Emily Van Camp would be the other two, but then she's because she's amazing. Um, you know, they gave her her own show, and then they just kept giving her cameos. Yeah. And it's like to have Peggy Carter and Sharon Carter because in Winter Soldier they kill off right Peggy they kill Carter, Peggy Carter. Yeah. and Cap makes out with Sharon Carter. Oh, and in Civil War, yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, so that was, so the, obviously the idea was like, okay, let's move on. Although you know, Marvel doesn't always know. Like I read an interview with Dominic Cooper, who was like, uh, "Yeah, I don't know why I wasn't in Endgame," <laughs> because they're like, "We need a Howard Stark." Oh, which Howard Stark do we call? Yeah, I think they're just showing off that um, uh, de aging technology they have on John Slatherly. On John Slattery, yeah, yeah, and I think it was part of that, and it was also like Dominic Cooper probably looks too young. Well, they could age him up. Yeah. Well, and that's a that's a funny thing too. Is like they've got two Howard Starks, and it's like, do we want the guy from the AMC show five years ago, or do we want the guy from the AMC show right now? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so they they do have those weird overlapping uh, castings. Well, and the first episode, what if, is going to be Peggy Carter as Captain America. What and when does that what if come out? Oh, that's a good. Oh, here we go. Key release dates: Black Widow. Is coming out May 2020. Black Widow is the big summer movie this year. Um, Eternals would be in November. Uh, Shang-Chi. Oh, these are just the movies. Shang-Chi will be February 2021. Doctor Strange will be May 2021. Well, hang on a second. Thor 4. Yeah. We're only getting two Marvel movies next year. Yeah. Instead of three, like it's been for the last like Because five, we're getting four shows. Shows. Yeah. And with Netflix, we were getting like two. Yeah, that didn't count. Yeah. Uh, let me see. There is a schedule for the app, and unfortunately, I clicked on the wrong article here. Um, Jon Snow is Black Knight. That makes you happy? Yeah, they're uh, Black Knight's kind of been rumored for a while. They've been talking about Black Knight, and there are rumors that he was going to show up in like Spider Man Far From Home and all this stuff. Uh, and then when they announced that dude. Uh, you had mentioned you thought he was going to be cast as Wolverine, which I there think- was a rumor going around that he would be, but I thought it was a little early to say who was going to be an X Man. Yeah, which I think is also good, and I wouldn't mind if we get started on X Men and Wolverine's not in 
the movie yet. You could you could save Wolverine mm. and people still go nuts for X Men. Yeah, but you know they did it in First Class, and it's one of the reasons. One of the only reasons First Class is not my favorite X Men. movie. Oh, my First Class is my absolute favorite X Men movie. The movie's really good, and it has no characters I really care about. Uh, X Men and Xavier or Xavier and Magneto. Yeah, that they've movie. always been secondary. Good. They've always been like mentor characters. Nah, I'm fine with it. Uh, then uh, oh, suddenly so cast him as Black Knight, which is incredible. And again, put this dude on the Avengers. You know, it's like put him, She Hulk, let them all be your B list Avengers. I'm right. in well, for it. Well, that's the thing. If She Hulk's going to be an Avenger, they're they're grooming the next team. Right. I mean, Falcon is Cap. Yeah. It's like I'm Cap, su- Black Knight. I'm surprised there's not a War Machine show. Yeah, War Machine. I actually am very curious to where he kind of ends up. I John Cheadle just did. John Cheadle, I think, is in something now, but he just finished that Showtime show. A lie to me. So he does TV. He's yeah. like Patrick. He's like Patrick Stewart, where right. like he's in movies. Well, I wonder but if he the effects TV. for Iron Man are way more than they'd be for Cap and Winter Soldier to run around. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe, maybe. But I feel like War Machine is a great series idea. Yeah. Because I don't know if Don Cheadle in an Iron Man suit is enough for a movie. Uh, maybe not a solo movie, but I'd stick him on the Avengers. Yeah. So, uh, the, the bad news in all of this is, is, uh, I don't know if Sony leaked this as to fuck up D23, but this week we were going to talk about this the whole hour, but then, um, D23 happens. Yeah. Then good things happen. Yeah. Uh, the talks broke down between Sony and Marvel. (sighs) So fucking idiots. Yeah. So basically what happened from what I've read is that what happened was the deal was that uh, Sony pays for the movies. Uh, Disney gets creative consultancy and gets to borrow Spider-Man for their movies. And then in return, Disney gets 5% of the box office. Disney also controls all of the merchandising rights because they own the character. Yeah. Which is why there were those years where you, know, you didn't see any X-Men toys out there, but you always saw Spider-Man toys. Right. So the contract was up. Um, with the, the third movie, I believe was the end of Tom Holland's contract. So the deal was up and then Disney came over and said, Hey, let's do this. We'll pay for 50% of production and we'll take 50% of the profits. Now, Sony has just won a fucking Oscar for a Spider-Man movie that Marvel didn't help them with. Yeah. Sony just made almost a billion dollars with a Venom movie that Disney did not help with. Sony told Marvel to go fuck themselves. So they're idiots. Yeah. And right now nobody's on Sony's side, but I think it's just because Marvel, because Disney owns everything, but to Sony's credit too, Sony's like, okay, we'll give you 5%. And and then Disney's like, nah, give us half. Yeah. But they're going to pay for half of it now. Yeah, but the production's not as much as the as the profit. That's sure. what business models are, right? And I understand that, but it's like the that means you're it's, supposed to make more money than you spend. It's just frustrating because Sony doesn't have a good track record when it comes to Spider Man. No, but the, but in Sony's mind, recently they do, and that's what's frustrating because... is that who at Sony saw Venom and was like, oh yeah. We can totally handle a Spider-Man movie again. Because they saw the box office results, and in the end, that's what they care about. Mm-hmm. I think those two movies gave Sony a big hit, because Venom was a huge hit. It was stupid, but it was a huge hit. But Spider-Verse was the first time—they beat Disney to the Oscar. They beat Pixar, which Disney owns. 
I think they're thinking, hey, between the box office results of Venom and the critical acclaim of Spider-Verse, we know what we're doing now. Andrew Garfield, that was six years ago. Oh, they're idiots. Yeah, so... It's frustrating because they've made more bad Spider-Man movies than good Spider-Man movies. Well, they have the track record of Fox with X-Men. Yes. You know, the good movies are very, very good. The bad movies are really bad. So is the deal done and dead? I heard there were a lot of talks that they're like still trying to work it out. Well, that's the thing. It's There's... There's all of these conflicting reports. I think Sony walked away from the table, and I think this is like I think uh, lawyers are still talking. Yeah, I don't think they're not. It's like, can Disney just buy Sony? Well, that's that's a lot of the rumors too. But like, eventually, Disney has to stop buying things. Like, yeah, I, I mean, uh, hey, uh, it horrifies me every time they do make a big purchase because it's like uh, all of our media coming from one giant company is never a good idea. Yeah. But I, it's just like, just give them fucking Spider-Man, man. Like, give me, <laughs> don't fuck up these good runs of Spider-Man movies. We could, we're building up to something awesome. The last two were phenomenal. It's like Tom Holland in the Avengers and everything is perfect. It's like, they're fucking with art now. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, you, you're, uh, they're fucks. They're fucks. Yeah, the, because uh, they're greedy, John. Everyone's greedy. Everyone who runs a business is greedy. That's why they get yeah. into business. So here's where it gets interesting, though. Tom Holland is contracted for one more Spider-Man movie at Sony. So Sony can tell Marvel to go fuck themselves and make a Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. Now, the best case scenario, they want John Watts to come back, who directed the last two. Yeah. So... The best case scenario in this is that a third Spider-Man movie with most of the same creative team, except for Kevin Feige, uh, makes a Spider-Man-centric movie that does not talk about the rest of the Marvel universe. Like, he fights the Sinister Six, or, you know, he does a Green Goblin again, or, you know, fuck it, he could, he could fight Cycle. He could fight the Will of the Wisp. Vulture. Like, yeah. Oh, he did Vulture. He did Vulture. <laughs> the Tarantula. The he fights a Tarantula for two hours. The Kangaroo. <laughs> Sony's track record, some good, some bad. Um, maybe they get, maybe they, well, Phil Lord and uh, Chris Miller, the guys behind Lego Batman, worked on Spider-Verse. But they could assemble a creative team that does a good Spider-Man movie that fits in with the MCU while not directly referencing it. And it's Spider-Man in a cloth costume and no armor and no talking about the Avengers. And I'm okay with that because that's what Spider-Man usually is. They're going to fuck it up, John. Spoiler alert. Because they're going to be like, let's have him fight Venom. They do want that. And it's going to suck. What I think it's going to be is I think it's going to be okay. It's going to be like, yeah, that wasn't as good as the other ones. It was all right. And then the fourth one will be complete garbage. And then you'll realize the third one was bad. This is what happened with Batman in the 90s. When Tim Burton walked off Batman Forever... And then Michael Keaton walked off Batman Forever. I remember I saw it the weekend before college graduation, and I went, that was okay. And then two years later, they made Batman and Robin, which was horrible, and now I can't watch Batman Forever because I see all the yeah. seeds. Yeah, that's, that's how it started. That's what I think will uh, happen with Spider-Man. You cannot even look me in the eye. It's just really <laughs> frustrating because... Um, Sony's a bunch of fucking morons. 
And the reason Venom worked is because there's a lot of fucking morons that thought Venom was a good movie. So your whole philosophy come down, comes down to fucking morons. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason Into the Spider-Verse worked was because it was like they gave a bunch of creative guys a budget and they just didn't pay attention to them while those guys made a magical movie. Do you know what I mean? No one was watching them make Into the Spider-Verse. They said, make an animated spider movie. Maybe it'll do good. They didn't give it much of a budget and those guys knocked it out of the park. The next one, they're going to put a lot of money behind and all that other good stuff stuff and venom sure we'll get a sequel and it'll do terrible andy circus is directing venom too yeah and uh but which it, which makes it's me a still, little interesting. okay it's still venom he's a he's an odd quirky guy <laughs> he is there there are many movies where the first one kind of sucks and the second one's really good mm, i don't think that the second venom movie is uh we're gonna uh be thrilled with uh fighting woody harrelson is carnage yeah, let's all remember what Woody Harrelson looked like as Carnage at the end of this movie with his... Ronald McDonald? Yeah, Ronald McDonald wig on. Uh, it just sucks. I'm so mad at Sony because they're taking something really good and they're fucking it up. Yeah, so, peop- so uh, D23 is still going on and so many people are worried that... Uh, are hoping that like Tom Holland comes out and, and be like, Hey, we settled it, guys! Was this no. one more announcement? I don't think no, so. I that, think this is going to go on for a pipe while. Dream. This is going to go on for a while. There is a great video, by the way, which I actually put on your Facebook page of them explaining this to Jeff Goldblum. Explaining what? That Spider-Man? Spider-Man's not part of the MCU what? anymore. And it's real? It's real. Why would... I mean... Because everyone... it was at D23 and he was going to announce his show. Yeah. And he's on the red carpet and they're like, what do you think about Spider-Man not being in the midst? He's, he's like, what? What? I hadn't heard. This is the first I've heard. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm crestfallen. Look, the, uh, people know what they're doing. <laughs> he's like, yeah. He's totally he does always try up. to say something Because he is nice. part of the MCU. Yes. I love that he gets consulted. Um... <laughs> They yeah, uh, I'm just. Well, the the good news is that's what we were going into this week. But like, oh, we're gonna just fucking yell about what this yeah, movie's we gonna be. Yeah, we were just And then Marvel an turns around and is like, and, and here's okay. everything great. And here's the uh, sunny side of this is there is a problem with the MCU having Spider Man and the X Men. And the problem is is that the we don't get the Avengers if. Marvel had the rights to Spider-Man and the X-Men. They would have never made Iron Man, right? Iron Man's right. a B-list character when they made this movie. He was a B-list so character until good, that movie. Right. The good thing, if Marvel doesn't get the rights to keep making Spider-Man movies, is that they have the bandwidth then to focus on other things. Like you Shang-Chi. Know? Like Shang-Chi. Exactly. And uh, so at the end of the day, it's like if Marvel doesn't get Spider-Man, we only got two good movies that sucks, and I'll never forgive Sony for it, but it's like, uh, we, we've got other dope shit coming. Thor, Love, and Thunder. It's like, all these new Netflix shows. Moon yeah. Knight. It's and like, I, don't need, I don't need Spider-Man in any more Avengers movies. I, th- I feel like that was a great arc. Yeah. Civil War, Infinity War, Endgame. I like prefer I said, him I, as a lone hero. Yeah, so if Sony can do that, because I mean, Sony... I, I'm, I think I'm being more positive than you are. Sony gave us Spider-Man 2. Sony gave us Spider-Man 1. Sony, decades Sony us, ago, John. Sony gave decades us ago. Into the Spider-Verse last year. Mm. You know, they could... They're trying to keep the original director. They're, they're keeping Tom Holland. They're trying they're to... They're trying to have their cake and eat it, too. They're, they're trying to have their cake it and eat it, too. So, I, I have no idea. It, 
It's possible it could be good. I mean, you look at Fox's track record. I was interested every time they made an X-Men movie because I was like, maybe this is one of the good ones. Half the time it was. Sometimes it was X-Men Apocalypse. Sometimes it was Logan. Sometimes that was the same year with two different fucking Calibans. Pretty much since X3, I've been uh, just like expecting uh, Fox to shit the bed with an X-Men movie. And I've been proven wrong twice. Yeah, three times. Both Deadpools are great. Hmm. No, both Deadpool's and Logan are great. First class was good. Yeah, there you go. That's even more. Fox Fox was is a, has a 50-50 track record as far as I'm concerned. That's terrible. Yeah, That's terrible. They, and they don't exist as a company anymore. Good. <laughs> they shouldn't be allowed. Oh, that's one of the other things is that Disney Plus will have every episode of The Simpsons immediately. Yeah, I think that they're hedging oh, their bets. And there will be new Muppet shorts. Yes. I was... Kind of expecting a new Muppet show. Yeah, we talked about that a bit. Yeah, I, I was hoping... There was that weird ABC show they did, which might be streaming, where it was like it was like behind the scenes of a late night talk it show. It was like a 30 Rock. Yeah, it was Muppets. a 30 Rock with the Muppets. And it would have been nice if they... Because Netflix is always trying to launch a talk show. And so far, they haven't really had a success with it. You know, there have been decent ones. You know, Michelle Wolf had one, and uh, Joe McHale had one, and... Um, Sam Minaj has one right now, but it would have been cool if Disney launched like a late night Muppet talk show where it's like they get real guests and Kermit talks to them. Yeah. And if it was just the talk show, that would give them something they don't have. Right. But uh, they're doing brand new shorts and they didn't mention much. They did a joke about it. They said Kermit came out on stage and announced it and then the lawyers redacted everything he was going to say. He was like, oh, we're going to have. And the lawyer came out and went, oh, no, okay. <laughs> so um it looks like it's gonna be fun and surprising disney's always had the muppets in their back pocket and as i said i am ground zero of gen x so i grew up with original sesame street and the muppet show so you show me the muppets yeah you're and in I get for any muppets. very excited uh this weekend actually um my older son has decided he doesn't i just started junior high this week because i'm old yeah uh so he decided he wants his own room so okay. they both have their own rooms, but one room has been kind of a guest room. So we're cleaning out the guest room to make it his room again. And uh, we put all the Muppet figures in there because all the extra toys were in there. And as I found each one on the floor, yeah, I packaged them up and put them away in the yeah. basement. I was like, no one's ever going to ask where Pops went. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, one, no one needs to know about Link Hogthrop because these toys are 15 years old. The company that made them went out of business. Yeah, they're not going to make those anymore. They're not going to make them ever again. And, you know, with the amount of attention Disney gives them, they're not going to license them to anybody to make yeah. them again. So um, I'm very protective of the Muppets. So I want to... I would love like a weekly just for just talk show. Yeah. Where like Muppets have sketches and then they do an interview and it's a half an hour a week and they get out. Um, I just want something, something current happening with Muppets. And it feels like every three or four years Disney goes, oh, yeah, we have the Muppets. Yeah. And I mean, they try. I'll give them credit. They yeah. try every couple of years. It's like just trying to figure out how it works and if it still has, the, you know, the audience that they want but that, it to have. That Jason Siegel movie was great. It was yeah. a big hit. It got uh, the song got. Got nominated for an Oscar. And then the second movie went, and yeah. then they ran away. And then they did that 30 Rock, and it lasted 13 episodes. Yeah. So, and I don't know if, I mean, Sesame Street keeps chugging along. There's always Sesame Street. It's on HBO once a week for half an hour, but it's still around. Little kids know who Elmo is. And I just don't know about the Muppets. Is it my generation? The nostalgia keeping that yeah, afloat? Yeah, I think it's part of that. I don't know how 
relevant the Muppets are. I think um, those movies, they made a lot of Muppet movies when I was a kid that I really liked. Yeah. You know, Muppet Treasure Island and all these uh, kinds of things. And that was still part of, like, the comeback. Right. Basically, once Jim Henson died, which was 1990, they've... It's like Looney Tunes. It's like they just keep trying to make it relevant. Yeah, and I think there is a... Um, it's a big hurdle to to get over, you know, and I think it's just a matter of cracking that code. Um, I do think what you're onto something is if it was this kind of like talk show of like Kermit, Kermit interviewing real people, kind of like a Stephen Colbert late night show. Right. Um, you know, that, that seems like the vehicle. It's like, it's like that, Kermit as Conan. Yeah, that'd be really interesting, yeah. I think. It's like a good vehicle for it. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so we'll test, we will uh, test the water, the waters of that. Yeah, there's just a ton of crap going on. Well, we also know, uh, back to Star Wars, the Rogue One show is coming. Rogue One is getting a show. Rogue One is getting a show. Well, explain. It's going to focus on uh, Cassian and K2SO. It's going to be- Didn't they uh, all die? It's a prequel. Oh, okay. So it's, they're like the Han Solo and Chewbacca. It's just going to be their adventures before they meet Jyn Erso. Okay. But they're doing a show. Is it called Rogue One? They don't have a title. Yeah. Well, they haven't released the title. Hmm. But the two of them were there. Um, God, I forget Cassian's name. He's a Mexican actor. Yeah. He was really good. But Alan Tudyk. Um, is the robot. Yeah, and Alan Tudyk's in everything, and he's always amazing. Yeah. I like quirky robots. That's what I'm hoping. The Alan Tudyk's in Deadpool 2. <laughs> yes. When Cable comes back in time, he's just sitting in a pickup truck. Yeah. <laughs> Alan Tudyk was King Candy in, in uh, Wreck-It Ralph. He's like, oh, he yeah. pops up in all these places you don't expect Yeah, he's, he's always working. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's best known for Firefly because people who love Firefly will know that anyone who's ever been on Firefly is best known from Firefly. Yeah. Nathan Fillion can get his own Wonder Man show on Disney Plus and he'll be best known for Firefly. Yeah. So there, yeah, it's a ton of stuff. So no- November 12th, um, there's a Monster, Monsters at Work is coming. It's a Monsters, Monsters Inc. Inc. series. Oh, okay. Um, oh, there's a video of uh, yeah, Jeff Copeland freaking out about Spider-Man. I'm trying. There was so much. I'm trying to keep on top of it. Oh, in other news, <laughs> in other news, at a Canadian comic convention. Oh yeah, Marvel Legends, is which charming. is of course my favorite thing in the my world. My obsession. Uh, announced all of Alpha Flight. Yeah, because they, they're like, we're in Canada. Here's an Amazon box set. That's it's a box all set. of Alpha. It's a six figure box set. Yeah, and I was... pre ordered it. God damn it! Oh, it's already out. Hundred nine dollars for six Marvel Legends, which is not a bad deal. Yeah, actually, that's kind of an insane deal. North Star, Aurora, Snowbird, Shaman, Vindicator, as opposed to Guardian, because right. it's Heather Hudson and Puck. Yeah, and Puck was a build a figure that no one could ever get. Yeah, uh, they don't do box sets like this typically, right? Very rarely. I mean, we've gotten a lot of two and three packs lately. That Magneto set was Rise a three, three pack. Um, they, the last one I really remember was Toys R Us did the Silver Age X-Men. And that's because all new X-Men just started. So they were current, but they were in the yellow and black uniforms. Yeah. And that was like 100 bucks, 120 bucks at Toys R Us. For five guys, which again, five. But Amazon's getting really aggressive about the exclusives. Yeah. Because they did the, the Magneto three pack is theirs. They did the Mandarin three pack last year. Uh, Mandarin. They, oh, the movie uh, Mandarin. Iron Man three. It yeah. was a Mandarin, Pepper, and uh, an Iron Man armor. And they're they've also got the Emperor coming. They they have a Star Wars Black Emperor in his throne. Oh, okay. And that's their exclusive. So Amazon, because yeah. Amazon's taking over everything. Amazon basically saw the void that Toys R Us left with exclusives and went, 
We'll do them all. Yeah. Which also is nice because then you just you go just, pre-order. Yeah, you get it. You and so to... far with all the exclusives, when they've come out, it's order. They're not sold out right away. Yeah. But yeah, they're they're doing a six figure box set. Marvel Marvel Legends. Marvel Legends is like the D twenty three of toys. <laughs> there's just Yeah, I would there's not a announcement they make for Marvel Legends where I'm at least not oh, I wonder how that's gonna look in like yeah. real life. And they showed the I mean? figures already. They come out December first. Yeah, they look cool. Yeah, no one's ever made a shaman figure ever. Oh wow. That's there was sets uh they did three two packs in the nineties that were Vindicator and Sasquatch, Northstown Aurora, Snowbird and Puck. Shaman wasn't in there. Yeah. And in fact, this is when I worked at Art Asylum and we did Northstown Aurora. Yeah. So we would have the prototypes lying cool. all around all over the place. So, uh, so yeah, Marvel Legends just won't stop doing these things. Yeah, they, they shouldn't. No, it's we're getting the entire Marvel Universe at a time when the DC Universe is nice and quiet, um, which, of course, in, from my perspective, just gets me to buy the $180 Batman that they're put that yeah. they put out. Well, it's like, oh look how much money I'm saving because I don't have to buy everybody. I'll get one figure that's worth that's worth four, four of them. Four of them. Yes, there is so much I know we're forgetting stuff. Um oh there's a new Pixar movie coming out called Onward with uh Chris Pratt and Julie Lou Dreyfus. Wow well, Chris Pratt G- getting a lot of work. Chris Pratt's getting a lot of work from yeah from Disney and uh he's probably working more than anybody from Parks and Rec. Uh, yeah, I think so. Amy's producing a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and Nick Offerman he just pops up. In things. He's just kind of doing what I think he wants to be doing, which is, yeah. That's, yeah, just weird characters. Yeah. Rashida Jones had that um, that show for like four seasons on TBS that nobody watched and, and it's ending, but I'm like, well, she worked consistently. Yeah. Uh, it was like a cop comedy. It was kind of like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but hmm. I can't even remember the name of it. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff out there. There's a lot of stuff out there. Um... Yeah, but Julie Louis-Dreyfus is returning to Pixar for the first time since Bugs Life. Oh, yeah, she's in that. She's Princess Addo with Dave Foley. And then there's another one called Soul. Oh, a, a, jazz infu- a jazz-infused animated flick with David Diggs, Questlove, Felicia Rashad, Jamie Foxx, and Tina Fey. With music from John Baptiste, Trent Reznor, and, Attic- and Atticus Ross. So um, Tom Holland is announcing that he's going to continue to play Spider-Man, but he doesn't know what else is going on. Yeah. I mean, he's just... They're the, not going to tell him anything. You know what I mean? It's like he can't keep his mouth shut, you know? Yeah. every Yeah. No, he can't keep his mouth <laughs> shut. Him and Mark Ruffalo, between the two of They're them... They're the, like, terrible spoiler uh, fellers. Yeah. Between, yeah, between the... Uh, I'm trying to see if anything has come out since we... That there's, like, a... Uh, there's, like, a sequel to High School Music. Oh, Lizzie McGuire is coming back, if if you're into Hillary Duff. No. They're doing that. Um, there's... High School Musical, the musical, the series. Okay. I don't even know what that title means. Yeah. It's a musical series. The High School. High School Musical, the musical, the series, the high school. <laughs> that's that's what we're coming. And that start. Uh, oh, live action Lady and the Tramp. Yeah, that's on the app, That's though. streaming, yeah. Yeah. They're yes. really putting a lot of weight behind that app. Well, so well not like, only is this a live action And not only are they theaters. putting that weight behind their app, but they're doing every single one of their animated classics live that's, action. Yeah. Live action. Lion King. Yeah, Lion King. Yeah, because it's all CG. Oh, They didn't make a dog eat spaghetti. (laughs) Maybe. Uh, uh, They did something crazy with Lion King. What did they do? Uh, John Favreau was on one of the talk shows. Maybe if we talked about this, stop me, but I don't know if we did. I don't think you've told me about this. So for the Lion King, they went to Africa, like the real continent, 
and they took a lot of photos and stuff for like um to re to create the pride land to make it kind of look as authentic as possible mm -hmm. and then uh computer people sat down at computers and created a 3d uh pride lands for the animators to work with and then they uh took camera guys put 3d helmets on their heads where they then entered into the 3D Pride Land they created with special cameras to then film actual scenes in three dimensions. So like you know you like have like the, VR like cameras, VR. Yeah. yeah. And they they did actual real filming in virtual reality for that movie. Wow. This is insane. <laughs> well, VR's freaky. I got the I got the Oculus Go. On yeah, Prime Day. we keep looking at it. We saw it at Best Buy, me, Lainey, and Jordan. Lainey's got a gift card from her mom. Yeah. And they're like, should we get this? Should we get this? And I'm like, not yet. It's like, it's so close. If you want to borrow it, yeah. you can try it out. Maybe. It's, um, it is close, but it's, it's weird. The, the creepiest thing I did, um, I think Amazon Prime has VR videos. They had a news story about Chernobyl that was filmed with 360 cameras. And you're in Chernobyl. You're in Chernobyl, and a guy's going, this used to be a school. That's crazy. And it's like this bombed out, like, radioactive. Wasteland. Yeah, and I I was, it was like late at night, I was just flipping around with the VR, and then it was, you're standing, I was in bed, it was standing, so I got out of bed. Yeah. Just so I could feel like I was more in it, and then I'm in this, like, it's like an abandoned pool, and a guy's, like, speaking Russian, he was like, I used to swim in this pool, and, and all of a sudden I realized, I'm in my underwear. <laughs> it's like in my underwear in a radioactive land, wasteland. Yeah. What do I do? This is not safe. There's some really, really freaky stuff. But I will say the go. Uh, we got it for like 150. That was the prime deal. Yeah, that was worth it. Um, maybe use it once every week, once every two. Yeah, weeks. that's what I'm saying. It's like that's why I say it's like we're not there yet. It's like we're really close to turning a corner on yeah. virtual reality games and videos and stuff. And it's like we're we're so close. We really are. Well, it's it like, is it's not quite. It's there paradise yet. for introverts. Yes. Because um, I'm very introverted. Uh, my younger son is pretty introverted. And for a week, all he would do is put the goggles on and put on Netflix. Yeah. So he's not watching anything in 3D. He just no. wants to watch it in his own. No. Book. With uh, most of this big video streaming sites, uh, Amazon Prime, Hulu, YouTube, uh, Netflix, they all have VR. But what the 360 is, is they put you in like a virtual theater or a living room right so you can look around at the living room but then the screen is 2d in front of you what's cool about netflix is you can adjust the screen so mm -hmm. you can turn anything into imax if you want oh that's cool. so one night i was watching a star trek next generation on netflix and made the screen as big as possible and like the ship like came at my face yeah but sebastian will just watch cartoons yeah vr so he can shut you out yes he wants to have his least amount of human contact yeah. as possible. although then he decided he was hungry and started walking around the house with the helmet on yeah yeah <laughs> yeah with the blast shield on i can't yeah, even great. see yeah that's great the greatest thing in the world this week i kind of have two things i want to talk about uh, i'm a little late to the party but i saw once upon a time in hollywood Last oh, night. Oh yeah, I wanted to see this. It's so good. It's really, really good. It's like it's definitely Tarantino as a mature filmmaker. Yeah. Um, but it's the kind of thing where it's been out for about a month, and we saw it in the second run theater. But it's I'm a Tarantino fan. Uh, I haven't loved everything, but I really like this one. So if you're on the fence about it, uh, when it comes out on video, 
yeah, totally worth it. But okay. what I really want to talk about is that the um, DC Collectibles, which is in a very weird place right now where they're kind of running on fumes. They're waiting for McFarland to come in. Are they still producing stuff? Are they not producing stuff? Put out a Batman animated Bat Cycle. And uh, I ordered it just because I've been a completist on Batman the Animated Series. Yeah, you haven't skipped anything, right? No, I have everything. Yeah. I even have the variants that I don't well, care about. Well, did you get the Batwing? Oh, yeah. Oh, you did get the Batwing. The Batwing the bat the bat, and the Batcave. And the boxes are gigantic. I also have the Gotham City Jail set. That's it's. Oh yeah, it's worth about six hundred bucks now because nobody ordered it. Uh, but Batman the Animated Series, I think, is it's in my top five television shows of all time, much less Batman. So I order everything. So when they announced the Bat Cycle, I was like, yeah, yeah, fine. Um, he didn't use the Bat Cycle as much as the Batmobile. Yeah, but it's cool. I feel like it's in six, seven episodes, maybe. Yeah. But so I figured I'd just order it and everybody was sold out immediately. So I ordered it. I bought it from Amazon and it showed up yesterday and it was so much nicer than I thought. First of all, it lit up, which I didn't know. Yeah. Like the dashboard lights up. The headlight comes on. The wheels are rubber. It comes with a street base that uh, not only has a sculpted dust kicking up from the back tire, but you can angle it so you can make him like turn and lean into the That's skid really cool. if you want. Um, he has the helmet, that weird helmet he, he had. Yeah. Uh, he has two heads, one which is like angry helmet, one is normal helmet. But the thing that really, really surprised me, uh, which has shot up maybe one of my best figures of the year. And this is a year where I started getting Mezco and yeah. Marvel Legends started pumping stuff out. Uh, the Batman is super articulated. So he is basically a Marvel Legends Batman, the animated series. Uh, there's maybe th thigh swivels is maybe the only joint he doesn't have that a Marvel Legends would have, but he has a wire in his cape. You can pose the cape. He has an ab crunch. He's got ball joint hips. He's got double knees. Uh, he's got a hinge neck. So I immediately popped the helmet head off him and I got the Batman expressions pack. So I have like nine Batman heads. Yeah. Cause there's like bloody head and super angry head. There's a Batman O face, which they call when he would yeah. go <gasps> that like Harvey, Harvey. No, no. There's that face. Yeah. So, and I've gotten extra Batmans here and there from multi-pack. So I've been switching the heads around. So I put a regular Batman head on this and I'm like, Oh, I've been waiting 25 yeah. Without years knowing it. for yeah. this figure. Uh, the really good news about it was at San Diego, they're doing a weird thing where next year the animated line is going to be all characters that weren't in the animated series. Yeah. So it's like Azrael, Batman, and but Red Hood, animated. and Deathstroke. They're Bruce Timm style. Yeah. They're, they're designed by Ty Templeton, who did a ton of the comic, the animated comic, and I believe he did some design work on the show. And they're nice, but I'm like, it just makes me mad because they dashed off Justice League and they never went back to it. And I was like, if you had a Justice League Unlimited, you could run that line for years. Yeah. Every single DC character was on that show. And now you're you're giving me Batman versions. They're doing like Dark Knight Returns armor. And I'm like, no, there, there was a Dark Knight Returns movie and it didn't look like this. Yeah. Uh, but with, in that, they're also doing re-releases like Batman, Joker, Robin, Harley. They just keep re-releasing those. And this figure that comes with the Bat Cycle, the Bat Cycle is a $60 set. They're going to release him on his own with a regular head. Yeah. So if you want one Batman animated figure. This and is the one to get. Wait until next year. I think it's May 2020. But he, it, they've never made a superposable Batman the animated series figure ever. 
Yeah. And uh, probably won't again, because with McFarlane taking over, he's not known for articulation. Yeah, not his strong suit. Uh, so something magical happened this week. Get laid? Uh, no, not this week. <laughs> um, but uh, the first crime ever committed in space may have happened oh yeah did you hear about this yes okay so uh and lesbians so uh to be clear no one was shoved out an airlock yeah right yeah that hasn't (laughs) happened um so for those of you who haven't happened you should absolutely look this up because it's incredible um there is an astronaut on the international space station who is a lesbian her partner is on earth and they are a long distance relationship long well they're strange so you know yeah. uh her, dis- distance hurts yeah it does <laughs> Thirty-two thousand miles to do it or whatever it is i once dated a girl in st louis it lasted about a month yeah it's not gonna not gonna end well <laughs> uh so they're estranged and they have a child together and the uh i don't know all the ins and outs i'm not like a lawyer person but the astronaut is on the International Space Station, and uh, they used to share a bank account. And she accessed the bank account through the laptop on the ISS. Like, you know, they have laptops and stuff up there and internet. Yeah, so they have inter- internet. Yeah, they have I internet. guess the satellites that go down to Earth also go out into space. Well, I think the—and I could be wrong about this. It's just, like, what I've read and remembered, you know. Uh, the International Space Station has uh, Wi-Fi on it, right, because they need it. and uh, But it's, like, it also has the—it might have the mechanisms for boosting any signal that they need. You know what I mean? For a second, I was—I thought you were saying, no— she used her phone as a hotspot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so she had accessed their like a uh, former mutual bank account, which she didn't have permission to access anymore. And I guess there's like it's like not legal exactly to do it. Uh, but it's uh, uh, just think about this. So, but so it's a crime maybe committed. So they have to investigate whether or not this was a crime. And I guess the reason because the, if international waters are a problem, because space space, <laughs> space law. Um, so the uh, the uh, the woman on the ground is a former intelligence officer, and I guess she went to look to see like this like weird activity on her bank account, and then she contacted her bank, and her bank was like, "Hey, the computer that uh, accessed this bank account is registered with NASA, and uh, it's in space." <laughs> so it really kind of narrowed down who was, you know, uh, fucking one around. Of four people. <laughs> yeah, and you only have relations with one out of the four of them, <laughs> you know. Um, so, oh, and then so then the other thing is, so they have to determine like the, the legality and all the ins and outs of this, and there are actual lawyers who practice space law because there's there's space law you know <laughs> laws that matter in space it's like charlie on always sunny practicing bird law <laughs> yes exactly and i do think this is a magical moment in our history times where the first crime in space was committed by lesbians and it's like just think of like a daily bugle headline lesbian commits first space crime it's like that is spider-man involved <laughs> yes it is like you couldn't make this shit up yeah the only downside of this story is six months ago trump was talking about a space force and we have it now we have a space it for- just uh it just happened or they just got it like ready to go and which unless hey, they're covering this 
<laughs> it's a waste of time. No, I disagree. This will be the one thing I'll give that man credit for. If they do establish a space force, I'm not for the militarization of space, but any more money going to getting us into space and doing space shit, I'm typically for. I'm for any amount of money that gets Trump into space. Yeah. And <laughs> I am not for any amount of money that brings him back. Yeah, right. Well, we ran through everything pretty quick, but if you want to tell us uh, what kind of crimes you would commit in space... And uh, masturbation is not a crime. So <laughs> Depends on where you do it. It might be illegal on the in International space? space Station. <laughs> we need to get the space lawyers. Space involved. lawyers. Why isn't that a show, Disney? Space lawyers? Space law. Space law. Uh, you can contact us. I am at Not In My Book on Instagram and Twitter. That is the official Caffeinated Comics Twitter feed, the official social network. You can also go to facebook.com slash caffeinated comics where we're posting things like the Mandalorian trailer and the world according to Jeff Goldblum and Jeff Goldblum uh, being very sad about Spider-Man. But go there, leave a comment. We always take a look at the comments. I've been hearing from a lot of people that I haven't heard from before. So it's always nice to know that people are listening to the show because there are weeks I'm like, why are we doing this? I'm tired. Yeah. So knowing people listen to it keeps me doing keeps it. Keeps you going. And Steven? Oh, you can uh, follow me on Instagram at the Brave Butter Pecan. Um, you can find the show on Spotify, Stitcher, and iTunes. And as always, we are proud members of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And we'll talk to you next week.